Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well. And if not, I got you. At least you are here. My name is Michelle Kevill, and I'm a life coach for high-achieving corporate women that want to feel passionate about their job again. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to be talking about the number one thing that I see in my clients that stop you from truly loving your job. To be fair, it's probably like three things, but I'm going to put it into like one episode, just so many common traits that I really want to share with you so that again, you can start the new year or whenever in time you're listening to this, implementing these real life strategies to just make your job and in essence, your life way more enjoyable. So we've all been there, right? We come back from holidays, we're starting to do all our work, we're starting to get back into the swing of things. We're at lunch with our colleagues. They've likely come back from work too, from a holidays as well. You know, they're chatting with you and they're like, hey, how's it going? And there's just this kind of deflated sense of like, yeah, it's going okay. It's back to work. It's kind of like men in the 50s who talk about their wives as like an old ball and chain. <laughs> That's the energy I'm talking about when it comes to really just hating your job. And the problem is we kind of normalize it. We talk about all the time how it's like, oh, if I want a million dollars, like I just straight out leave, like I wouldn't be dealing with this shit. And we just keep reinforcing that everyone, you know, it's okay to really just not be super passionate about your job and to not love it and to just be like, meh, we wish like you weren't here. And really at the end of the day, what you're thinking is just like, it is what it is. This is it. This is all I got. I just got to work till I die and just got to, you know, what is it? Like you live for the weekends. They're not long enough. You wish you had more leave. Wish you could take more time off. Wish you could just win the lotto soon so that you don't have to do this. What likely ends up happening is it gets to a point where it's too much and you think the way to solve it is to just change jobs, change careers. Like that's what you think is going to make you happier. It's like, right, I just got to do a massive career change and this is what will work for me. And it can be massive in as in like a completely different field or it could be like, right, I'm going to move to this new company. It's going to be so much better there. The problem is, and I have seen this in so many people, I have seen people who have shifted from like teaching to corporate, from corporate to teaching, and it's the same mind drama. It's like, shit, this sucks. Not at the start. At the start, it's fine. But then over time, you start to hate it. It's almost like wherever you go, you just keep hating you end up hating your job and then what happens is we normalize that that's just life like no one's supposed to like their job you're meant to be not hating but disgruntled you're meant to be like oh mondays <laughs> oh sunday scaries sunday blues like all that type of stuff it's like this is the cycle and we just normalize it and accept it the, the problem with this is <laughs> the problem with just accepting it as it is is it's okay for now but you will get to a point in your life. It may not happen now or it may have already happened. I guarantee you it happened to me a few years ago where you have just come out off a massive project. You are completely 
burnt out and you are looking at your life thinking, oh my God, is this it? Is this going to be my life for the next 30 years? Just working until I die. And yet everyone around you is telling you that that's just life, sweetheart. That's fine. Like, yeah. Or, you know, stop complaining. You should be happy. And it's like, but you're, but you're not happy. Your options are change your job, change your career. You don't want to do that. You're, you actually just want to be happy with where you're at. You want to enjoy what you have. You want to stop creating mental drama. You want to stop bringing all that mind drama from the rest of the day home with you. And yet the options you're given are just complete shit. I'm sorry. They're not great options that I feel from society. It's just, you know, accept it. This is what it is. You know, go for a walk, take another holiday. No one ever looks internally. Talked about this last week around, you know, the voice inside the house. No one ever says, hey, maybe you need to change how you're thinking. And I hear you at the time, you're going to be like, no, Michelle, I do not want to be practicing the mirror that everything's lovely. Like people think when I say, you know, change your thoughts, they think to accept crap. No, what I mean, see and start to develop what autonomy you do have. Start to believe that you are worthy. Start to see the good things that you create. You start practicing that and doing that over and over again. You start to truly believe it. And the smallest example I can give is where if you are working, if you think you have to work back till 10 o'clock each night, work back till fucking 9.30, see what happens the next day and slowly bring yourself back. You'll start to realize that, hang on a minute, am I actually, why am I choosing to do this? Is there a deep compulsion or a belief that I've just kept carrying with me that I have to keep working? You start to realize you have more control over your life in how you want to live and how you want to see yourself. That is what I am talking about ultimately. It's really just you're seeing purple all the time. All you're telling me is purple and I'm saying you can take off your you're wearing glasses. You don't know you're wearing glasses, but you're wearing glasses and I'm like you can take them off and you can put on these types of glasses or you can put on glare glasses and you can, you know, figure out, you know what? I like these things, but I don't like these things realize I could stop overworking I thought I had to do it I believed so much and had so much evidence that I had to keep working back and do 50 million things and I kept asking for more work I never asked myself why am I truly doing that I just the answer I gave myself when I did do that was oh it's part of the job but I never went any deeper than that I never said, well, why do I think it's part of the job? I never kept going and challenging myself and questioning myself to realize that I'm holding on to deep beliefs that keep me stuck like this. And it's from what we've learned through society. It's from childhood. It's a whole heap of things. That is what this work does for you. When you can start to do that, you start to realize that, huh, I don't like myself or... I put really high expectations on myself to achieve all the things. And when I'm not achieving, I beat myself up. Huh. I am creating pain for myself. Huh. How can I stop being a dick to myself? (laughs) That is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. The challenge is it is hard to see that for yourself. That is why I'm so big on coaching and then I'm like, I'm a coach myself. And I get coached because I'm taking my coaching work at a really deeper level and doing things that are really, really hard, very, very hard. 
And I need to learn and refine that skill as well and learn how to do that for myself. You know, when you have a friend talking to you about an issue and they can't figure out what they want to do, but you know, instinctively, it's like, well, from everything you're saying, this is what you want to do. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, like, thanks. It's the same, you know how, but you know how you can see it so clearly and you're a little confused as to why they can't. It's because they're in their own brain. It's the same with you. It's the same when you come to someone, you're like, hey, I need an opinion on this, this, and this. And they're telling you, I think this is what you want to, like, this is what you want to do. You want to do X, but you're afraid because of blah, blah, blah. You're like, huh, how do you see outside yourself? How do you do that for yourself? That exact scenario instead of a friend is, but it's you being a friend to you. It's a challenge and it's a skill that you need to develop and then you can apply it in your life. What it gets you is really loving your job again. And that is what I do. And that is my little story and segue into the main episode today, which is the number one thing that is holding you back that I'm going to point out right now and I'm going to get you to start challenging and looking at. The absolute number one thing, the most common thing that I see that stops people from truly enjoying a career that they have chosen is their self-worth. Do you truly believe that you are good enough? Do you believe that you are valuable? Do you believe that you meet all the achievements that you've met throughout your career? Or are you dismissing them? Oh, I just got this job because it was luck. Oh, I just got the promotion because, you know, it was a fluke. So-and-so left. Do you discount your achievements? Have you ever asked yourself why you do that? Because when you are in a state of scarcity and fear and needing to prove things constantly to yourself that you are good enough through achievement, accolades, getting good feedback from everyone, it will never be enough. You never get to a stage where it's good enough. You just keep striving and striving and striving and you're in a place of, I hate everything, this sucks, etc. You never get to enjoy what you have. So that leads you in just a place of this, you wanting to move forward all the time. Like, You get to one step and then you're like, and I want to move to the next step and I want to move to the next step. I want to move to the next step. You don't enjoy the journey. But on top of that, you are berating like this is it's actually not that that really is the kicker. It's not fun. The biggest kicker is when shit happens, right? When a project fails, when something goes wrong, your brain will then use it as evidence as to why you are crap and make it mean something about you and your abilities. That is what happens when you have no self-worth and when you tie all your self-worth on an external thing such as your job. That is what creates so much pain for my clients and for you listening right now. You, The number one thing I teach my clients is we got to work on separating your self-worth from your job. Why? When the biggest thing that you're going to get from this, not just a general, more enjoyable experience, like, oh yeah, I'm loving where I'm at right now, etc. When a project fails, you will not make it mean anything about you. You will show up un- like neutral. Seriously, you will show up neutral and like, okay, what do I need to do to fix this? That is such a better place to be in than running off to cry in the bathroom 
working back, frantically trying to fix this thing, hoping that other people are okay with you and not going to be mean to you because if they're mean to you, that'll just reinforce how much you suck. It'll make you feel bad because you're likely a people pleaser. Like you're just trying to control everything and it shows you a big sense of what you don't control too and your brain doesn't like that. But what's going to be better, that frantic energy of like, oh my God, I've, I fucked up or, huh, an issue happened. Interesting. What do I need to do to fix this? You'll be turning on the thinking part of your brain. When you make things mean things about yourself and your abilities, you turn off your thinking brain. You turn on your stress response. That kicks in. It thinks it's a direct threat. And it's like, all right, I'm just going to redirect all my energy into your adrenals and pumping in cortisol. And we, you do not need that. (laughs) You need that to run away from a bear. You don't need that when it comes to figuring out why this project, you know, went to crap and didn't go out on time or something like that. You need the thinking part. You need to be calm. That, and guess what? How lovely is it to feel calm when a project breaks? Because you're going to like so many good things. You will feel better. You will just show up better. You will prove that you can handle stress really well. And you end up like it's, it's a win-win for everyone. It's a win-win for your company and it's a win-win for you. It doesn't mean you don't care. If anything, your care factor is on way too much. A lot of my clients, including myself back in the day, the care factor is on excessive You are like a baby smothering the child. (laughs) I may have triggered some people. You are like taking the baby and wrapping it up in bubble wrap and constantly checking on it. I never want to leave its side. And you're like, oh my God, is it okay? And it gets like any cut. That's that's what you're doing right now. And you're killing it. It's not enjoyable to be in that versus taking off the bubble wrap. You know what? It's fallen a little bit. It's bruising its knee sometimes and just being there to support it when it's in pain. And it's like, yep, I'm here and I can help you and I can do all that. Takes way less pressure off yourself. So really have a think about, just ask yourself, are you worthy separate from your job? If your job just disappeared, right? Let's say like you have no job and not from a financial perspective. I've said that to people and they're like, oh no, that's horrible. I have a mortgage and rent. And I'm like, no, 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 not like that. Let's just pretend like, I don't know, aliens came to the planet and they were like, y'all can go on a holiday or something like that. Or robots, I don't know, whatever. Let's just say you didn't have a job. Would you still be worthy and inherently valuable? Would you have a freak out and be like, oh shit, well, what, what does my life mean? What do I do? Because if that's your answer, I'm telling you right now, you're not, you don't believe you are worthy and valuable just for existing. And that is the work you need to do. You need to separate it from something external. Some of you, I've had answers where it's like, well, I'd probably like, they they just move on to the next project, the next thing. It's like, oh yeah, I want to do like this pottery thing or something like that. I'm like, oh my God, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I want to take up this passion. Are you going to let that passion Make it mean something about you then. Are you going to do the exact same thing? Or do you want to truly believe that regardless of what I do in this world, I am inherently worthy, I am valuable, I create amazing things in this beautiful world, and I'm unique and special. Separate from something external, a lot of you aren't doing that. And it's just going to create such a better existence for you. This is truly the number one thing because it will lead on to my second thing. When you believe you are worthy, 
you believe you are the most important thing like your brain is your best asset like you need to be taken care of you will then like a child almost right how do you take care of your pets or your child like you know you feed it and you know hug it when it cries etc you are there for it emotionally and you give it love when you develop a sense of worthiness within yourself, you will it'll be a thousand times more easier to implement workplace boundaries. Clear workplace boundaries. They get muddled up for a lot of my clients when you're not like you don't see yourself as worthy, so you feel like you owe something to your job like and literally it's your soul. It's this belief that I have to keep working, I have to do all the things, I got to prove myself, etc. When you believe that you're inherently worthy, and you start treating yourself like you do your child. Because think about it. Are you pushing your kids? If your kid was like tired or sick or something, would you be like, no, you have to like work. You've got to like prove yourself to me. No. So why are you doing it to yourself? Because you likely have all these deep beliefs that you're not good enough and you're going to keep proving yourself. When you handle that, workplace boundaries get a thousand times easier. Because you start to realize that, oh, wait, I'm overworking and I don't have to do that. I'm doing it to prove something to myself, to just prove that I'm a good employee or because my brain is like, right, do it so that people think that you are a hard worker and stuff like that and we get good feedback. What of you I know want to not feel compelled to check their phone after work or emails on the weekend this is how you do it you don't make your job define who you are as a person and I guarantee guarantee once you start doing that you end up doing an even better job at work because you're taking care of yourself you're like right now how you're operating is if you're a computer you have like 20 tabs open and you've got like a million updates that need to go through and you're like, no, no, I just got to keep working. And I'm going to keep working. And I'm like, my guy, <laughs> if you just like close all the tabs, restart the computer and do all the updates, which will take a little bit of time, you'll operate even faster. You got to slow down to do more. That's seriously how, it's how our brains are made and, and wired. You get all this creativity. Like think about it. A lot of your good ideas are likely coming outside of work or when you're like, you know, at the gym or something like that. It's because you're in a different state and you can tap into that better god but the only way to do that is to take care of yourself but you've likely you know like everyone else given into this massive societal belief that it's like we've got to be productive we've got to keep doing more we've got to keep going and we just got to keep it and it's like we've got to do more 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 i've done a whole episode it's like episode i want to say something about productivity i just looked at it workaholism is not a flex that episode tells you a whole heap around just if you are so curious like me as to why we're like this, even though there is a ton of research and evidence showing that like slowing down, working less ends up getting us to do more, that episode goes in detail about it. And as a society, we're still kind of unlearning that. We're getting better at it. I feel like the pandemic actually facilitated some of that, like this whole like, hey, reassessing our lives and slowing down. It's just, but it's an ingrained pattern that you've heard this whole time. Like, you know, work hard, you know, work hard, play hard. You know, you'll get all, get all these things if you work hard. It's not about, it's, it's about working smart, really. 
you still work hard, but not in a way that's against your nervous system, not in a way that it's like, you know, we hear all this celebration about like, you know, working late into the night or I worked on the weekend and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't understand, like, we believe it like shows loyalty. We believe that it's like a, it's like a badge of honor and no, like you just like at the end of the day, what I hear is I'm like, okay, so you're a computer with 30 tabs open and you've got updates that need to run in the background. Like what I want and what you want to be for your company is someone with a, like fully refreshed, your brain is turned on, you're calm when all this shit is happening. To do that, you've got to unlearn a whole heap of messages. But the best way to start is with your self-worth. Start really asking yourself, do you believe you're worthy? Do you believe you're inherently worthy? If you don't believe that, which if you're listening to this, you likely don't, what are you tying your worth to externally? What is it? What are you making your job mean about you? And why do you think you do that? Like, what did you learn growing up? What did you hear from society? My free workbook, which will be in the show notes here, will help you go through some of this. It's called The Secret to Stop Crying in the Bathroom Between Meetings. If you are new, this is fantastic. I've got some great prompts to get you, like it guides you through what you need to understand about your brain, about what you grew up in your family, about society, and really gets you to see at a high level oh shit, how am I doing this to myself? It gets you to see outside yourself. It is a guided worksheet. I fucking love it. It just summarizes and condenses everything down that I wish I knew two years ago. So go check that out. It's on my Instagram, uh, link in the bar, also in the show notes. Yes, I just wanted to highlight that because I'm like, hmm, that will help you if you want something more guided. Anyway, that is all I have time for today. I will see you next week. And if you are looking to take this work even deeper and really show up for the new year, 2023, actually finally being the year that you genuinely love your job without having to change and move every single time, book in a discovery call. I want to show you what your six month customized plan looks like to get you there. I'm the gal that's going to bridge the gap for you. You get you from hating it to loving it. And when you love it, you enjoy your life. And when you enjoy your life, you have more free time on the weekend and you're not overworking. I'm going to show you how to really get your life back. So that is also in the show notes and in my Instagram. All right. Bye. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.